Every hour, she is reminded of pain. She suffers alone and terrified, yet continues to make transfers from her savings to checkings. Hi, I'm Sarah McLaughlin. Please say you'll be the answer to a young dreamer's deepest prayers. Every day, women like Yamio suffer the torments of making purchasing decisions because of insufficient funds. Bundles unkept, travel plans put to a halt. No young person should ever have to live like this. In the limbo between college and career, this degree holder aches the daily dryness of her thirsty account. Please visit the link in the description to help. A small donation from a good Samaritan can help make a woman's 23rd birthday a bit brighter and her life a little less helpless. Please be that good Samaritan. For a minimum of $5 a Samaritan, we can provide an upgrade from 7-Eleven coffee to an occasional Starbucks. We can relieve the guilt of the once in a blue moon Wingstop splurge. We can even provide an opportunity for a young woman to retire her high-waisted jeans from high school. Visit your local cash app and be the difference in a young woman's life. This is your chance to say, I won't sit by while a woman suffers. Please call or go online right now. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to Rooted with Yams. Thank you guys so much for listening. This is episode one, our very first discussion. I'm super excited and Thank you guys. If y'all listened to the intro, you already got a, a gist of the who, what, when, where, why, and the purpose of this podcast. So today we're just going to have our first conversation, our first exploration of womanhood. So in this episode, um, we're just going to talk about being aware of who and what in your circle defines you and how that is indicative of your direction and your purpose in life. So I'm super excited um, to share with you guys a couple stories and just talk about it, okay? So let's jump right in. Before we get started, it's been brought to my attention that um, due to it being Aquarius season, uh, the Aquarius advertisers and publicizers and marketers were going to drop an ad somewhere in this podcast. I don't know, but I guess, you know, if it comes up, maybe just follow the instructions. Um and I think that would be just something thoughtful to do, you know? Anyways, if you're like me, 
and you understand the frustrations of growing up black and also growing up African and also not knowing what it means to grow up black or grow up African, then you're going to relate and understand to a lot of the mess I'm about to tell y'all in this episode. If you were like me, then you understand also the frustration of being too black for your African cousins and aunties and uncles and too African for your black peers and friends and classmates. Now here's the key. If you are still like me, then you're going to understand the frustration and ignorance. Oh, the blissful ignorance. It is to not know what it is to be too black or too African because you didn't grow up around either. Okay, you see, I grew up in the Rio Grande Valley in a small area where I was the only black girl in my elementary school and in my middle school. And occasionally we came across another African-American. But when I walk into like grocery stores or bigger spaces, it's very likely like I'm the first black person someone next to me has ever seen up close in their life. So that's the kind of environment (laughs) I grew up in. And, you know, ironically, during those times, I really thought, well, except for elementary school. Elementary school was miserable. I actually have no memories because I blocked them all out. But after elementary school in South Texas, I really thought I was, I thought I was something special. Like I thought I was big popping. And it wasn't until I went to college that I realized that just because you're one of a kind doesn't necessarily mean you're one of a kind, right? So my freshman year of college was literally miserable for myself, for my esteem, because I was I was confused. Like it was my first time ever being told like, hey, you're not black. <laughs> and my first time ever being told, hey, like, you're not really cultured as an African. And I was shook. Like it really took me to a dark space in my in myself. And I didn't know where it came from. I didn't know why I was going through this identity crisis. But I thank God that school was way too hard for me to focus on the internal battles I was having now. In my very short young life that I've lived, I've come to realize and to appreciate that there are three places, three point of views where you gather a definition of yourself that will impact and influence the direction of your life. The first place of influence can come from those who have your best interest in mind, those who relate to you and because they're able to relate to you they can therefore guide you for example our parents uh, a lot of times our parents went through the same things we went through growing up they look like us they have our same dna they can really prepare us for what's to come 
Another example are teachers, community heroes, counselors who maybe come from the side of the neighborhood that you come from and know how to navigate through similar situations that you're going to go through. Another example could be, you know, just family members in general, uh, close friends that come from similar status and level, social level, I guess. So those are people who have your best interests in mind and you can, they can impress upon you a definition of who you are based off of who they are and who they were and who they've grown to be. A second group that can influence the definition of who you are are those who define you out of their own ignorance. Now, this is what I grew up around. And examples, one specific example that I have in mind are teachers who, especially at a young, young age, they knew I was struggling. They knew I was going through a lot with the other students. And they would literally encourage me that it would be better once I left the Valley or in college, they would say like, you know, it's, I'm sorry, like it's hard for the kids to adjust. This is like elementary school and kids are just straight up mean. The teachers would apologize on behalf of the ignorance of the students, but them themselves were ignorant and they couldn't help me because they only knew what I was going through based off of their own perceptions and their own stereotypes and their own judgments they had um, about me. So, so yeah, those, those are people who define you out of their own ignorance, out of their own biases. And then the final influencer that defines who you are is you. And on an intrapersonal level, you have your own beliefs and idea and concept of who you are. And that's, that's ultimately the most important one. But I also think that at an, to an extent, that one is heavily influenced by the previous two. Now, we may not have any control over our circumstances, our location, or our experiences. But I do believe that we, as women, have a responsibility to be aware of the external influences and the people in our community and in our circles who play a role in defining who we are. Because if we are aware of where our definition comes from, then we will have better control and better access to be able to filter out what we want to take in as truth for ourselves and for our identity and what we can throw away and what we know isn't true um, to ourselves. Now, as a woman, I think this is fundamental. Maybe it's just me, but my idea of a woman and the woman I want to be is someone who is confident in who they are and upfront and direct and able to stand planted through any type of weather, any circumstance, any situation. But the only way that I'm able to do that or that we are able to do that is if we have already filtered through the definitions, the different definitions of who we are, who others say we are, to ultimately come to a definition of who we say we are. And honestly, y'all, I'm not telling y'all this for fun. Like, I'm really not just making stuff up. My freshman year of college, before I started to look back and reflect on 
who am I? Like during that period when I was going through an identity crisis, I was reckless. Like I was acting a mess. I was very reckless. I was irresponsible. I didn't really have a sense, like a sense of direction. And I think that came from not having a sense of who I am and who I was supposed to be in this setting, who I was supposed to be as a black woman on a PWI, how I was supposed to be as a woman in this campus, in this climate, with just this new culture. I was lost and confused. So I was just acting, acting out and acting upside down. And it wasn't until I started to look back and be like, why do I think I'm supposed to be doing this? Why do I think I'm supposed to be acting like this? Who is it that set these definitions for myself? Once I really looked back at it and was able to literally place names on people and um, specific settings in my life growing up, then I was like, oh my gosh, this is not who I am. This is not who I want to be. And I hope I don't sound stupid or something for it taking that long for me to realize that who others said I was wasn't who I wanted to be. But hey, it was it was a growing process for me. And, you know, that's why I'm talking about it now, because I think that if it wasn't for that realization in my life, I, I really don't know. I do not know where I would be or how, how I would be. It would be a mess. And that's not to say, like, obviously, I'm very young. I turned 23 in a week. I'm still reckless because, you know, I'm young, but I'm just talking about at the end of the day, I'm able to sleep at night comfortably. And that's important, right? That's important for a woman. A woman shouldn't be going to bed not knowing who she is, not knowing who she desires and aspires to be like. She should go to bed knowing like, hey, I've made some mistakes or I'm, you know, I'm living my best life. But at the end of the day, I'm confident in who I am, in my skin, and in what I'm supposed to be in this life. I'm at a place now where immediately, like, I pick up on on my reactions and my responses to things when, when they are not genuine or when they are acting out of a role I feel like I'm supposed to be in at that moment or that particular situation, I can tell, I can pick up on when I'm responding based on others' definitions about me and not based on who I am and who I have defined myself to be. And I love that. Like, I love that I can look back and see where I started and where I am today. And it makes me excited for the, the woman I am evolving into. It makes me really excited. And that is Another reason I'm super excited for this podcast, I'm excited to document really like this growth into to being the person I want to be and being the Michelle Obama that I'm going to be. So for me, this is where it all starts. Your definition dictates your direction. I've seen it and I believe that it is true regardless of how young you are, how old you are. It's never too late or too early to start pinpointing the definitions in your life. Where are they coming from? Who is defining who you are? 
who are your influencers, who is telling you this is how you should behave at this point in your life? You know, what, what are some environmental cues feeding you? What is social media feeding you? What are your peers, your teachers, your, your colleagues feeding you and pressuring you or just hinting at you that this is who you should be? I hope y'all take the time and just reflect on that a little bit, if, if useful, you know, if you think. And, you know, just, just reflect on it and maybe come to the realization before it's too late. I do, like I said, think that this is a key first step in activating your womanhood, we can say. And I hope you guys take it with me because at the end of the day, I just want to see all the ladies all of us just really thriving and prospering and living from a place of self-worth and value and by our own definitions and standards. Okay, so that's pretty much it. Thank you guys for sticking through with me. I hope that you guys were able to follow along because sometimes I just be rambling. But if not, I think you guys should check out my girl, Andrea Benson. She has a podcast called Real Talk with Drea. She's actually really official, real legit. She has worksheets on some of her podcasts. So I'll put the link to her website and her podcast in the description. In her podcast, she talks about self-awareness and self-growth. So it's a great thing to get onto and subscribe and grow yourselves, okay? Also in the description, you'll find, you know, that little advertisement that played in the beginning of the episode. I have no idea where that came from, but check out the description. Also, if you have anything to add to this conversation or any follow-up conversations you would like to have, let me know. Email me at rootedwithyams at gmail.com. So it's the name of the podcast at gmail.com. You can also leave me a message on Instagram or Twitter. My name is Yams and Potatoes. So holla at your girl. Thank y'all for listening. Tune in next week as we continue our discussion. Bye-bye.